Welcome to The Drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer in the Great Mountain podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How are you all doing? In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the importance of stress management to reduce addictive tendencies. That's a big theme. We've talked about this a bit in the past, but a few things that have happened the last couple months where I was like, oh, I got to revisit this because I've noticed things that came up with coaching clients and I, I saw how helpful it was to address this. So I wanted to come at this and give it its own particular episode. So we often find ourselves getting lost in behaviors and activities that we consciously know are not helping us. And it's wired into us. It's part of being wired this way is that we get caught by stimuli. We get we tend to get caught by addictive behaviors. It kind of goes with the package. So they distract us from doing the meaningful things that we want to do, being present with our families, exploring things that we want to explore, intending to move our goals forward. And yet the cravings are often too much for us to stop those behaviors. So I know all of you have some version of this in your life. I know I do. Everyone's got it. But I think us hunter types tend to really struggle with this. So um, this can be anything from overeating uh, to being on our phones too much, gaming, sex, drugs, alcohol, shopping. So what you may not realize is stress may be the underlying component that's perpetuating this behavior. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing the link between stress and addictive behaviors and how a focus on stress reduction can give you far more control over your life. Okay, just a couple quick notes before we get started. Quick thank you again and expression of gratitude for all of you who took the time to write a review on Amazon for the book and on iTunes for the podcast. I made that request at the beginning of the year and Man, you guys went to town. So thank you. I know you, many of you have had the book for a while. Thanks for taking the time to do it. I know I, I thanked you guys a couple months ago, but I, there's a bunch of new reviews, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do it. It really means a lot. Uh, okay, so excited to announce 
Uh, we have an upcoming online workshop on time management, ADHD time management. This is the first time we've focused on this as its own theme for a workshop. So this will be a two-day workshop, and it'll be happening on June 24th and June 27th. It's a two-day workshop. It will be recorded. Many of you ask, like, are you going to get the recordings? I can only make one day. It will definitely be recorded, the whole thing, including the Q&A afterwards. So you'll have all of it. And so many of us struggle with keeping with our time management systems. We get overwhelmed by traditional methods. So what we've put together is how do we approach time management being wired this way, the way we're wired? How do we put together a time management system that's intuitive, that works for us, that's simple and keeps us on track? So during this online workshop, we're going to be covering the many aspects of building and optimizing your time management system. So from understanding just why traditional time management techniques are difficult for us to follow, and then how do we approach time management from an ADHD neurodivergent perspective? How to choose whether to use digital or paper-based time management or some hybrid of the two? And what specifically does that look like? How do you put that together? How do we approach note-taking? This is so important for time management. How do we approach time uh, note-taking strategies to ensure that we easily capture ideas, take action on them, schedule them? And more importantly, I think one of the biggest pieces from this workshop is what is the the effect of our emotions on our time management system. That is something that is often overlooked and it's a big deal because if there's a lot of emotional triggers connected to time management or if you don't understand how emotions affect your ability for follow through, then it can be really difficult to have any system. You can have the best system in the world, but if you don't tackle that part of it, it's really hard to keep with a good time management system. So again, two-day workshop, day one will be on tools and techniques, and day two, two will be on emotions and having realistic expectations of yourself. So you, you set aside a system that you know is going to work and continue to work for you. So both sessions will be recorded. Um, and after each session, there's usually at least an hour of open Q&A. So there's the session time, and then we'll take a break. And if you have to leave, that's great. But we'll keep the, the recording going, and then we do open Q&A for at least an hour after each session. So we're getting close to capacity. If you'd like to join us, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop, and I'll leave a link in the description of this podcast as well. Okay, so let's talk about the connection between stress and addictive behaviors, and let's define what the challenge is. Let's kind of map this out a bit. So let's just take screen time and social media, or let's pick an example we all can, I think, relate with in one way or another. So you wake up, you have an intention for how you want the day to go. You've mapped it out. You've written out, here's how I'm going to have my day to, day's going to go. And then as you progress through a certain task, your stress levels start to go up. You start to feel anxious. You start to have a lot of inner dialogue of like, oh, you know, I don't, you maybe you're confused about the next step that you need to take. And so instead of stopping and processing that, the craving for a distractive behavior kicks in. And then you're onto social media or you're onto YouTube or you're onto something that's not your intended task. Okay, so let's call that the quote unquote addictive behavior because you're having a hard time stopping yourself from doing it. 
Okay, or maybe it's evening, it's towards evening time, and you're naturally your willpower will be much lower as you start to get into the four or five o'clock hour. Uh, and so that's when you find yourself maybe eating more than you would like because you're relaxed and you're like, oh, I had a great, like the day was hard, so I'm going to reward myself. But then the next day you're like, God, I can't believe I did that. Now I've got like, you know, what you just see yourself spinning on those same patterns over and over again. So many of us are familiar with this kind of behavior. Most people go through smaller versions of this uh, on a day-to-day basis, but when it becomes acute, when it becomes something you cannot stop, when it becomes something that is interfering with your life, uh, when it's sapping your much-needed energy and focus, that's when it really becomes something we need to turn towards and say, what's happening here? And from my experience, understanding the mechanism that's happening can really give us some insights into some solutions or things that can soften the trigger enough that we can get a handle on what we need to do next. So when I first started working on the book, The Drummer in the Great Mountain, the impetus for working on that book was I had someone in my life that I knew was struggling with alcoholism and I asked them some questions. And one of the insights they gave me was when they drank, they could think clearly. And that was a major insight because I thought, okay, wait a minute, what's going on? What's happening with their cognitive functions that are being affected by the alcohol? And that led me to the work of Dr. Kevin McCauley, who is an addiction specialist. He runs a rehab clinic, and he's been doing this for a long time. He struggled with uh, addiction himself, and that's what led him to his work. So he's a very down-to-earth guy. I will send, I'll put some links in the description of some talks to check out. But one of the insights that came after I wrote the book, that I came from a talk that he gave, was he described the connection between stress and addiction. So as I understand it, here's basically how it works. So when you're under stress or you're feeling anxious, the fight or flight mechanism is triggered. And so you get an adrenaline surge, but your cortisol levels also go up. And it's unhealthy for you to sustain high levels of cortisol. And your brain knows this. So this older, deeper part of your brain goes, okay, wait a minute. What were those activities that this person, you know, we have engaged in that stimulate a dopamine release? Because if dopamine levels go up, which also raises your GABA levels, it lowers your cortisol. So that craving for whatever the the behavior or the substance is connected to reducing your stress. So when you don't understand that, what tends to happen is, um, I think how they originally found this connection is they started to see people who would be uh, sober for a while And then they'd have a stressful situation and then they'd relapse. And they started to study what was the connection between the relapse and the stress. And they found that this mechanism was at play. So on a daily basis, we're also going through this. Because the way we're wired, we have less dopamine receptors. That's one of the hallmarks of ADHD. So when we're in a state where we're feeling anxious, there's going to be a tendency towards 
a craving for that for a substance or behavior distractive behavior that's going to stimulate a little bit of dopamine it's not a conscious behavior but here's the insight you can bring it to your conscious mind and start to recognize oh wait a minute I'm feeling stressed right now. Most of us don't even identify the stress in that moment. We just go directly to the craving, directly towards the thing that we're like, oh, I got distracted again. I got distracted again. Okay, but step back for a second. Were you feeling stressed in that moment? Okay, yeah. Were you confused about what you needed to do next? Yes, probably. Okay, so now what is this connection between stress and you not being able to follow through with a particular behavior. What is the connection between stress and the addictive behavior? The reason why I'm doing this episode is I was I had a couple calls with coaching clients over the last couple months where um, they had been doing really well. They had a good diet. They had they were exercising. Their life was mo- much moving much better. They were much more present with their family. And then a stressful situation happened, and it all fell apart. And so as we piece together what happened, uh, when I'm coaching, I'm not judging the person in any way. I'm just listening. I want to just go back and play the tape back. What happened? And in this situation with multiple people, a stressful situation happened, and then they found themselves going back to the old behaviors, going back to the things that they did not want to do, eating poorly, all the things that they wanted to move past. They just found themselves back in the mire again. So understanding the importance of stress management is the solution, is a way forward. Now, I want to hit pause here and say, if you're addicted to alcohol, if you're addicted to drugs, if you're addicted to things that are really pegging the dopamine release, you need the support of a group. You cannot do this on your own. You're at a level where your willpower doesn't has zero to do with the situation at this point. You need to get support. And you know, that's why people go and they detox and they're removed from the substance or behavior long enough that they can get some traction and their brain can start to normalize. Okay, but for the for the rest of us that are maybe dealing with screen time or just those regular those those ongoing distractions from social media and things like that that, that you know just burn a lot of extra time and during your day, listen up because this is how you may want to go about giving yourself a leg up. Okay, one more quick story, and then we're going to get into some solutions. So over the last couple of months, I've had a lot of stress. We've been in the middle of moving, and if anyone's moved before, I'm going to do a whole episode on moving. It is hyper stressful, hyper stressful, because everything, your whole structure is just being dismantled in front of you as you're moving and getting moving people to come over. So that level of stress, I recognize, was leading me to being on my phone more, getting on YouTube more, getting on social media more. And I knew it. I was conscious that this is what was going on. Uh, And I do meditate, but I found myself having a very hard time doing that. Okay, so me and Cuesta both decided, okay, we need at least, we're going to take one week vacation. We pushed it out for a while. We usually take like two a year. And so we rented a cabin in the mountains in Idlewild for a couple days. And one of my criteria was it needed to have a hot tub on the deck. So we were luckily able to get in. We got a good price because it was in between seasons. It was after, after winter. 
And I sat in that hot tub for hours <laughs> and had this beautiful view of this grove of trees. And I was just watching the birds and my level of presence was profound. I had no desire to get on YouTube or, or phones at all. And I could just sit for hours and just watch the birds and listen. And as many of you have heard from like the podcast we've done on Nature Connection, I really practiced expanding my awareness to take in as many sounds as I possibly could to really just use this internal built mechanism that we all have for presence and see just like, how can I really take in this experience? And it was profound. And it, I took away from it going, oh, of course, I'm sitting in a warm tub, which is like reminds our brain of our embryonic fluid when we were we were babies and it calmed me down so much i didn't have the stressors from the move and it was a deep sense of presence and so that highlighted what we're talking about today which is that when you're calm your ability to focus will go up and when you focus on stress management, your ability to pull yourself away from distractions biochemically is easier. So this is the importance of having stress management techniques in your life on a daily basis, especially if you're wired this way. Okay, so what does a daily slash weekly stress management regimen look like? What does it look like for you to take care of your stress on a regular basis so it doesn't peg the meter to the point where you're so stressed that you can't think straight and you're just completely taken over by your cravings? So meditation on the surface would make the most sense, right? Because you're meditating, you're calming yourself down. The challenge is when you're stressed, it's even harder to meditate. So, And I, I'm fully aware of that. So I don't want to pretend as though like, oh yeah, you should just sit down and meditate when you're stressed. It doesn't always work that way. So what are some other options that may be a little bit easier to onboard? Well, for one is cardio exercise. I say it all the time, but I can tell you when I'm working with clients, when they increase their cardio exercise, it is almost guaranteed that their anxiety and stress levels go down. So it's I, you hear me say it every single podcast. If you're not doing cardio 10 to 15 minutes a day, you need to start doing it. I don't care if you're taking meds or not. I work with people that take meds. I work with people that don't take meds it still helps a lot. So 10 to 15 minutes of cardio in the way that feels good to you, big thumbs up. Yoga, especially restorative yoga. Sign yourself up, find a restorative yoga class, try to do it maybe once or twice a week. It is awesome at reducing your stress. It doesn't involve a lot of extra like willpower because it's a fairly simple exercise that you go through. Um, I would encourage class versus doing it at home. You know, we're, we're mostly out of COVID at this point. So just get out, sign yourself up, find some restorative yoga classes. Look for restorative yoga. That's what you're looking for. Warm baths. As I talked about from my experience, that's reminding your brain of the embryonic fluid. Don't take your phone in there. Sit for at least a half hour 40 minutes. Maybe that's your, your plan at the end of the day. You just take like a half hour warm bath at the end of the day. Highly encouraged. Uh, sauna can also be, again, warming your body up. I know a number of my clients that purchase a sauna or they've gone and they do sauna on a regular basis. That is 
and they just say like, I can't believe I don't do this more often. It's so important. I think clear, I'm feeling more calm. So even though you're not doing sauna like throughout the day, your baseline stress levels go down when you engage in these activities. So you don't have to like say, okay, well, I'm feeling stressed now. It's like, you know, 12 o'clock and I'm going to go to do sauna. No, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You want to just keep your overall stress levels down so that you can manage your day to day. Swimming is also excellent, especially coming into summer in the Northern Hemisphere. You might want to put that on, on the menu item list. Again, what you're looking for is a non-stimulating activity that's stress-reducing. You don't want something that's like, oh, well, I watch a movie. But yeah, you're also hyper-stimulating your brain. That's not necessarily what I would call a stress management activity. Okay, some other ones may be Tai Chi. Definitely, again, find a class. Uh, if you're going to me meditate, absolutely is like meditation's awesome. I mean, guarantee it's, there's so many studies that have shown that it is excellent at stress management. If you're having a hard time doing it, like on an app or um, just by yourself with with a, with some process you have, find a group, join a group where you get together with them either online or ideally in person once a week. That will give you that sort of extra encouragement to build your practice. That's how I learned how to do it. And I want to really encourage you to, if you don't have the willpower to do it on a regular basis or the app isn't really doing it, look locally to see if you can find a local meditation group or find somewhat, something online. That would be the next step. And just commit to checking in once a week. Maybe that becomes your regular stress management routine. And that's excellent. But I also don't want to recommend it uh, so as many people have a hard time getting onto the meditation bandwagon, it's just, it's, it's takes, it does take an initial impulse of extra willpower to make that happen. So make the on-ramp of your meditation practice be as simple as possible. Uh, you might even say, well, I'm going to build a practice and I'm just going to do like one minute every day. I think I hear Tim Ferriss talk about how that's how he started meditating. So give yourself an on-ramp, but that's probably not going to be enough initially to give you what you need. So again, join a group, find out some other way to do it. Or if you have like a really good recording that you can put on that really helps you, then by all means do it, but make it a practice. Uh, dance, anything cardio is like excellent for stress reduction. And connected to this is just getting enough sleep. If you're not getting enough sleep, your brain chemistry is off. And there is that that adage of like I'm catching up on my sleep. That's a real thing. If there's if you if you go without sleep for long periods of time, where you're only sleeping like three, four, or five hours a night, you probably need some kind of restoration. And that's where another key uh, strategy for stress reduction is if you are stressed out continuously and you have time off available for you at work, take it. <laughs> For God's sake, take that time off. Take off like from, if you've got like three days, then take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, and then you've got the weekend as well. Do what you need to do to keep yourself in a space where your stress levels are not to the point where it's affecting everything in your life. Because when your stress levels are high, you're blowing up on other people usually, or you're completely re removing yourself from them. You're constantly distracted. You're constantly craving those things that keep you stuck in unconscious patterns. So taking time off, even if it's for short periods of time, can be 
profound. So I want to encourage you to, if you're, there might be one or two people in the audience that are like, you know what, he's right, I need to do this. Check to see what, what days off you have. Can you take a mental health day off at work and maybe take it on a Friday so you can get the rest of the weekend? Do what you need to do so that you can restore yourself because what you may find is that when you give yourself that, when you get back online again after that break, your, your, your willpower is stronger, you're thinking more clearly, and you're more able to build in some systems that you may be able to stick with longer. So as we talk about on, on this podcast, we give you some tips and tools and systems to build, but this piece of it is so important. If you don't address the stress management piece, it's going to be very difficult for you to stay with systems for long periods of time. Again, medication or not medication, I see where when we when we deal with stress management it makes everything easier and yet many of us feel that sense of oh it's i i don't have time for it there's too much going on i've got too many things i got to do but the inverse is true when you actually give yourself time to rest and restore you're far more effective so you you basically don't have an excuse that you don't have time because ultimately you will burn out anyway so why not give yourself the counterintuitive advice of taking more time for stress management? Again, not just sitting and watching TV, not just sitting on YouTube, but giving yourself real deep body level stress management so that you can keep yourself clear on point, and then you're going to be more able to do things like exercise and eat healthy because you've given yourself that extra strength to pull yourself back from things that distract you. Okay, one last point. As you go through your day, when you are setting yourself up for a task, you're saying, okay, I'm gonna, I've got to do this, this, and this. And when you sit down and do the task and you notice that you're feeling anxious, you notice that you're sitting down and maybe it's in a mundane task or it's a report or something you need to write, someone you need to communicate with, and you feel yourself feeling anxious and you catch it. What's the next step? So the next step I want to encourage you to do is if you're at your computer, open up a notepad and start journaling and ask yourself, why am I feeling stressed in this moment? And see if you can just do kind of a brain dump. Get it. Don't filter your thoughts. Just get out like I'm feeling overwhelmed because uh, this this report's really important. And I know if I don't get this right, it's like I could lose the job or whatever the thoughts are. And often they're irrational thoughts. But just through the process of journaling, you're able to get yourself back in the driver's seat. It stops the cycle of stress, craving, distraction. It short circuits that and you're, al- you're not pushing against it. You're not saying, stop, I shouldn't be stressed right now. You're allowing yourself to express what is happening in your brain the thought that is creating the stress. And once you start to realize, okay, it's the thought that's actually doing it, then you might be able to then come up with a strategy. And maybe you say, okay, wait, wait, wait. I understand that I'm feeling stressed about this, but the reality is it's probably, I'm not probably not going to lose my job if I do bad on this report. And I'm usually pretty good at it. So uh, maybe I'll spend a half an hour on it and then I'll take a break and then come back. And if I'm not done in a half an hour, then I'll finish up. That little form of inner dialogue is enough to short circuit that stress reaction. 
And we will go more in detail into this into in our on our time management workshop. I'll go through and we're going to be talking about the emotional components of, of time management because things like that derail your whole day. So they absolutely are connected to your time management system. So just recognize that when you're stressed, it is having an impact on your ability to stay focused on the thing that you want to work on. So if you have a tool like that where you can pull the journaling tool out and say, okay, I'm going to journal through this, then you're more likely to stay on track. And connected to this, again, what I talk about a lot on this podcast is take regular breaks. If you're taking regular breaks, you're, a tr- you're not letting the stress levels get to that point where you're just hyper fixating and you're like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And then you're, you become less and less productive. When you take regular breaks, even if it feels counterintuitive, you're addressing your stress levels because especially if you're moving, if you can get outside, if there's a nature area nearby, that's even better. Just have regular breaks whatever you do in your life if you can just take regular breaks you're more likely to keep your stress levels at a a relatively manageable level so that you can stop yourself when you're finding yourself distracted and go okay wait wait you know i'm just i'm getting distracted i'm going to take a break i'm going to go for a short walk if you just start to build that habit you will become more productive and you will find that you're less likely to get pulled into the stress mechanism Okay, so I hope that was helpful. I hope some of you, that was your message that you needed to hear for this week. Uh, If you get a chance and you'd like to join us, our upcoming time management workshop happens on June 24th. If you're interested, go to drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash workshop. And I hope to connect with you all in the next couple months. If you'd like to join us, we've got an amazing community of people that tend to show up for our workshops. Love working with all of you. And until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads, or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course. Visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com.